0: Everything Caravan and Camping. Let's go. They've got everything. Uh, great to have you with us with our Everything Caravan and Camping podcast, sponsored by ECC Parks. My name's Scotty Hillier from Channel 7. Now, every week, we are going to take you to an ECC Park destination around this great country of ours. We're going to get you there safe with our weight and towing masterclasses. We've got tech tips. We're going to chat with influencers as well as you, the listeners, we want to hear your questions, where you've been, what you're up to, something you want to know, something I haven't said, all of that. We're going to have a laugh with Caravan Park Confessions. It's an absolute cracker. And every week we're going to chat to the greatest chef ever given an open fire and a set of tongs, none other than Harry Fisher from Fire to Fork. I'm pretty excited. Let's go. Come on. Now, ECC, it's a 24-7 marketplace for all things caravanning, camping and four-wheel driving. With more than 10,000 products available from hundreds of popular brands, you'll find everything you need for your next outdoor adventure. Don't forget, subscribe to the newsletter and save a further 10% off the best brands, products and prices. They're only a click away. Let's go. Where we're heading this week on our Everything Caravan and Camping podcast, I think we're going to go somewhere which is a stone's throw from where I live, Sunshine Coast, Queensland, Majimba Beach Holiday Park, and I'm going to welcome in the manager of nearly every park on the sunny coast, Jason Filippini, hello mate, how are you? Oh, Scotty, I'm great. How are you going today? I'm going good. People are talking about us. We're catching up weekly with our confessions. We're talking caravan, ECC parks. It's We've been a busy few months for us, hasn't it? Oh, It has. It has. It's an exciting few months. It's an exciting few months. No, it's good. And we're getting good feedback too, people, because we're giving people ideas. The idea of this podcast is to Give ideas on where to come and stay. We've got our weight and towing masterclass, and that means we want to get you there safely. We've got our chef talking about what you can cook while you're camping, and then you're giving, and the park managers are giving us a good little brief of what to expect at the park. But but, Majimba, it's come a head leap. And bounds. Uh, I know for a fact that there's some great little restaurants not far from the park, and I'm sure you're going to agree with me.
1: Oh, look, there are. There's a great little Thai restaurant just up the road uh, towards the centre of town near the Coles. He just opened up, and it is amazing.
0: Yeah, wow. I'm just ringing in my ears, people yelling at how far is it to travel? So from Brizzy, once again, a lot of the sunny coast parks are around that 120K. Once again, from Sydney, around that 1,000Ks. And from Victoria, it's around that 1,800Ks, give or take. But obviously, if you're towing a van or a camper or driving, we'd advise you to make it a few-day trip to get to any of these parks. But, but mate, Majimba, you mentioned Maroochydore a little while back being a hidden gem. Mate, I reckon this one's not far off the mark either. Oh look, I actually think Mun Jimba is a little bit different. Okay. I think
1: it is the most it is the most unique beachside park on the Sunshine Coast. Oh I love that. Tell us why. Because it's a bush camp that is situated one road across from the beach. Yeah, wow. And it gives you it is so unique. You go to my other parks, they are purely like that whole surf beach feel.
0: This park has such a different feel. It is like a bush camp right on the surf. Yeah, wow. And hey, mate, tell us about it. It's powered, unpowered sites and camp kitchen. Tell us all about it.
1: Yep. So we've got a combination of powered, unpowered, multi-purpose and slab sites. We've got 217 odd sites at that particular park. Wow. We've got three cabins. Three cabins. Yeah. We've got a pool. It's another unique space. The only other pool within our group is up at Dickie Beach, but this one, it has a pool. It's got a brand new Mendy block. It's actually Got all three of the brand new boxes relatively brand
0: new. Wow! We've got a brand new camp kitchen, and we are pet friendly. Wow! So everything's pretty brand new. I did. I have seen the works over the months and months of, of doing up the park, and it's normally fairly full. Jace. is that fair to say? People come come there for their first time and stay, and that's. I'll be back, and I'm bringing two or three lots of friends with me.
1: Absolutely. And I I think that's probably the best way to describe the guests that we get at Majimba. It's people who want to come and have a proper camping experience. They bring their group of friends, they stay at their site, and they enjoy their own company. They go to the beach, they go and do those other things, but it's such a real space
0: where people come and camp. Yeah. And what about at six in the morning? Oh, I need a coffee. Tell me there's somewhere we can walk and get a beautifully brewed coffee. 300 meters
1: down the road not even that probably 200 meters it's just down the road and
0: you go straight around the corner and there's a whole row of coffee shops and breakfast yeah wow and and being a, a mykula lad myself which is five minutes in the car for those that like doing a bit of exercise I can recommend if you're coming to stay at Majimba the Mount Coulomb hike have you done that Jace up up the top of Mount Coulomb? I actually have never done it. I've been Chase. here for so long. Wow, well, I work seven days a week, Scotty. Yeah, it. You're true. yeah, true. I should say I do. <laughs> Look, I, I get up there. I, I'm not going to say it's a fast pace, but it's, it's a good little aerobic hit. It's only 15, 20 minutes to the top, 360 views. It's not too. Cumbersome. It's not it's not too steep, so it's it'll it covers all levels of fitness. But seriously, if you are at Majimba, you need to get up to Mount Coolum and do the walk. Fishing wise, you've got the beach from Majimba all the way through to to Yorumba, past Markula, and it's fantastic beach fishing. If the conditions are right and you've got light winds, you get your summer, as I've mentioned, sunny coast species, whiting dart, your brim, they get good flathead down towards the mouth there at Majimba, Down if you walk to the right towards the mouth of the Maruchi. Taylor, Jewfish, there's plenty of boat ramps, there's plenty of rivers and creeks close by. There's a good boat hire, Swan boat hire, which is close by as well. But as you say, Jays, a lot of the parks that you promote, people pull up there, they, they turn the keys, turn the car off, put the keys in, you don't need to drive anywhere, everything is there. It is, it is, Scotty, and it's, it's
1: just the beauty of our location. It's the beauty of what we've got on offer. It's these amazing parks that people can just literally stop and, and, and disconnect even, yeah. get rid of their phones, get rid of all this stuff and just enjoy the, the environment, enjoy the nature, enjoy the beach. And the Majimba Beach is probably one of the most private beaches. So if you don't like having all the people on top of you with all the gazebos, that's where you want to go. Yeah.
0: And it's got a lifeguard too. It's patrolled, isn't it? 90% sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, happy days. Mate, Majimba Beach Holiday Park, once again, as we say, all your parks are popular, so ring ahead or jump online to make sure there's a vacancy. But good on you, Jace. Thanks, Scotty. And in terms of parks, there's 65 throughout Australia and New Zealand. Now, if you head to everythingcaravincamping.com.au, you can purchase an ECC Parks Family Parks travel reward membership. Now, it's only 30 bucks. Now, this membership, the things it gives you is, is crazy. 10% off your stay at all of the ECC Parks and Family Parks destinations throughout Aussie here and over in New Zealand. You get discounts and deals while you travel with their rewards. You get the third night free. You get voucher. You get an entry card to their frequent camper competition. So for 30 bucks, you, you can't go wrong. So be sure to jump onto the website and check it out. Let's go. Everything Caravan and Camping. Okay, I hope you are enjoying this, our Everything Caravan and Camping podcast. It is time for our Weight and Towing Masterclass. Speaking of masters, we've roped him in. I don't know. He's been zipping around the town on the beaches in his cerise budgie smugglers. <laughs> Great David Lewis from Weight Check. How are you, mate? Good, Scotty. How are you, mate? Now, did I get that right? You've been zipping around in your oh, togs down on the beaches. There's been a couple no. of rumours getting around. Yeah, I think, uh,
2: mate, I I don't like cold water, so it's got to be pretty warm for me to get in. And budgie smugglers and that, I'm not
0: there. Let's not go there. I'm with you. Can you imagine me in a pair? Holy moly. Hey, but mate, we're Uh, getting some some great feedback with our weight and towing masterclass. People are just hungry for information. The RV world is getting busier and busier. People are traveling, checking out this great state and country of ours. Mate, today we're going to talk about caravan payload, how much you can put in your van. As you've always said to us at all the shows I've been with you, everything weighs something and some weigh examples. So just run through this caravan payload and how easy it is for people to think, I'll put that in, I'll put that in. And before you know it, you're overweight.
2: Yeah, exactly right, Scotty. It is, it is interesting, but obviously a vehicle has a payload too. But when we're talking about caravan payloads, how do we know what we can actually put in that caravan? Every caravan has a compliance plate. On the compliance plate, it'll have the tear weight, which is the unladen weight of the caravan when it was manufactured. It'll also have the aggregate trailer mass, which is the loaded weight. Now, these two um, compliance ratings are both the caravan manufacturer. So let's say the tear weight is 2,000 kilos, and the ATM or the loaded weight is 2,500 kilos, that's 500 kilos you can put in your caravan. So if people are out there going, looking at a new caravan, have a look at the tear weight, have a look at the aggregate trailer mass, take those two numbers away, and you'll end up with a figure, which is how much you can put in your caravan. And we put There's a lot of things that go into a caravan. So yep. most, to most vans these days, tandem axle vans will probably have in the vicinity of about 600 kilos of available payload. Okay. Most single axle vans, probably 400 kilos or, or more. It sounds like a lot, but
0: when you really weigh it up, it's not a lot of weight. Yeah, so what are some things people are throwing in that, well, the things that you see, Dave, you think, mate, yep. why you got that? Why you got? I'm not a man of maintenance. I don't have tools, but I imagine there's plenty out there. They just want to take every shifting spanner, every recovery bit. Do you, do you see a bit yes. of that? Yeah,
2: yeah exactly, Scotty. If we look at a, say we look at a, a caravan with a 600-kilo payload. Now, most caravans these days will have two water tanks. They're around about 100 kilos or 100 litres, I should say. Yep. So by the time you fill two water tanks... And two gas bottles, you've basically used better than two hundred kilos of your six hundred kilo payload. Hey, so Dave,
0: can I jump your... in there with the water? Yeah. People listening, should you not? Shouldn't travel with them full? Is that fair to say, or do you wait till you get to your first destination and, and put your water in? What's the norm? Because that's yep. a lot of weight—couple hundred kilos, bang. My word, it is. Most caravans
2: are designed these days to travel with full water tanks. So yeah. when you think of a big twenty-foot caravan sitting there. The heaviest item in that caravan is the water, and it's also the lowest. So it lowers the center of gravity of the caravan. So in my book, if you travel, if you, as long as you can afford to travel with full water tanks as far as your payload goes, yep. then it's better to travel with full water tanks because it lowers the of gravity of the caravan. Good tip. 200 kilos down low, that's where all the weight is, a lot yep. of weight above that area
0: too. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
2: That's right. And everything that goes in it, Scotty, weighs something like you said.
0: Yeah. Any other examples people are putting in or that you see yep. that they don't realise that adds up? Oh, mate, look, simple things like we look at a lot of caravans that are overweight. And when you start
2: having a look at what's in the tunnel boot and what's in the box on the front, probably the, one of the, the most common things I see where people take blocks of wood to put underneath the wheels or something like that. Yeah. Now, if you, if you have a sleeper, a, a timber sleeper, and cut it up into five bits, There's a lot of weight there. Now, people take those to put them underneath their their stabiliser legs or whatever. So simple things like that might be a case of getting some plastic ones or something like that. But but everything we put in it weighs something. Like a Weber barbecue, a little baby barbecue. Weber barbecues, they weigh 16 kilos. Food in the fridge, I always say to people, if I weigh their caravan and they don't have food in it, I would say that they will put around about 20 kilos of food in their fridge. Now... That's not including the beer and the wine. Yeah. That's just stuff you put in the fridge. And then we've got pots and pans that go in. When we used to be able to travel overseas, that we are travelling back overseas now, but when yeah. we used to travel overseas, there was always 20 to 30 kilos of clothes when you went overseas. If you're going away for six months in your caravan, for two people, realistically, you, you could have 20 yeah. kilos of clothes each. So yeah. as yes. I'm saying, everything that goes in it, we've got a set payload. We can't exceed it. Yeah. So we've just got to make sure that we be a little bit fugal
0: with what we put in it. Yeah, I heard a great story at uh, one of the caravaning shows with Caravanning Queensland that Jason Plant and the team put on that someone, they put a red dot on everything in the van and if, yes. if they used it, they removed the red dot and then at the end of a trip... Things with the red dots, they go, huh, there you go, didn't use it, yeah. don't need it. And the funny, and he made me laugh, the fellow, he reckons he put one on his wife. He put the red dot, but he reckons it got peeled off somewhere. It was all a good thing, and vice versa. She but, could put the red dot on the place. But that does make a lot of sense when you think about it. There, there are things that. You know,
2: a lot of the a lot of the gentlemen that I weigh their caravans, they're usually complaining about their wives. She's got too many shoes in there and everything else. From my experience, it's probably the men that got too many tools because we all like tools. We yeah. all these this day and age, we'll all take cordless drills, and things like this. Yes, but it's not hard to put twenty or thirty kilos of tools in your caravan. When it, it all adds up; it does. just keeps adding up.
0: And as, as I get older, too, I'm putting on a few kg, so all that adds up as well,
2: <laughs> the bigger man. That's right, mate. And the other thing is, Scotty, if you go
0: away in winter, you can get No, really good tips, mate. So how can people catch up with you, Dave? Yeah, Scotty, website, uh, au or phone number 0477
2: 89 You would give us a call here in Brisbane. We've also got people on the Gold Coast, Coffs Harbour, Toowoomba and in Darwin. But give us a call on that number. We can put you in contact with our partners.
0: Good on you. Or you can send me an email and ask a question that I can ask Dave. Podcast at au. Good on you, mate.
2: Thanks, Scotty. Talk to you soon.
0: Okay, it's that time of the podcast, Tech Tip Time with Charlie Graham. How are you, mate? I'm doing well, mate, doing well. I'm interested in the next one, the VOOS, I'm even just saying it, the VOOS blinds. What can you tell us about these? These are all the new blinds brought to us by VOOS.
3: They are for that van life movement. Now, this has absolutely exploded in Europe, and we've looked into the future, and we reckon it's coming to Australia, and this is going to be revolutionising everyone that are going to go camping in their van. Tell me more. So, what do they do? What are they? They come in a range. So, we've got sliders. We've got magnetic types. We've got suction caps types. So, if you know the, you use your what's it called the blind, the blind, uh, what's the one you put on the wind windscreen when you park up. If you can pick your sun visor. Yep. Verse has now done it for the entire van. So, if you have five windows, if you have three windows, they're going to cover them all up. They have the blinds option. They have the Curtain style, we've got yep. everything you could possibly need and it's a nice, quick and easy install, especially if you go with the magnet style, which I think is an absolutely revolutionized line. So
0: easy to install. And If you're going through anywhere where it's the temperatures are up, 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 it's going to keep the van cool. That's it, mate. They are insulated. So they're going to stop the cold coming in, they're going to stop the heat coming
3: in, yeah. it's just going to Keep it nice and comfortable inside your van for a nice little quick stopover. All
0: right. So Charlie reckons the Voo's blinds. Keep your eye on those. Mate, thank you again for our tech tip, and we will be chatting next week. Awesome, mate. Talk to you then. It is Caravan Park Confession Time, and it's with Jason Filippini. Jason, how are you? I am sensational, Scotty. It's just another great day on the sunny coast. Oh, another great day on the coast. Another great story from you, I am sure. Where are we heading? What are we listening to? What have you found? What have you heard? Oh, look, on the back of last week's final, I've got to I've got to come through with my promise. And I've got to give you one better one. Oh gee! So for those, yeah, for those that were listening last week, you'll know that there was noise coming out of a small tent. Jason had to go and tap, 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 and remind them to be quiet. It's it's a family park, and it's Sunday morning. For those just listening, you now know what happened, and you're going to top that. I'm going okay. to top it. Okay, I'm just going to hold it. Let me just sit back in my chair. All right, Jason, I'm ready. <laughs> What are you okay, to? here we go. We've got a disabled toilet in the park,
1: yeah. and anyway, I, I heard some noise coming from the disabled toilet, and I I worked out there was a couple in there doing a bit of the old horizontal folk horizontal folk dance, <laughs> of- and so I've knocked I've knocked on the door, and I said, and they they've opened the door. Hang on, hang on, hang on. They've opened the door. And he's a big bloke. He is. He made Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger look small. Oh, so so he was not fat. He's muscly, big boy.
1: Muscly, big oh. boy, big boy. Okay. And I said, hey, hey, you really can't be doing that. This is disabled, toilet, blah, blah, blah. And, and he goes, yeah, thanks, mate. They close the door
0: yeah. and they keep doing it. They've got to finish the job. <laughs> if, are you kidding me? You did, he's too big. You didn't go back and knock again, did you? No,
1: nah, no, nah, had to let it go. It <laughs> was just too big.
0: Oh, uh, would have been. You would have been knocking in a couple of minutes anyway. I'm sure. No. <laughs> boom, boom, <laughs> oh, boom, boom. Oh, listen, as we say, we. Who knows what's going to come out of this man's mouth? This is our caravan park confessions. It's all part of the podcast. It's on every week. This man has a story for all occasions. Good on you, Jace. We will chat next week. See you soon, Scotty. Come on. Let's go. Everything caravan and camping. Uh, It's that time of the podcast to catch up with a few influencers that are out and about, whether they're travelling full-time, whether they do it part-time. But these folk are out in their RVs enjoying this great country of ours. And today we're catching up with fireman Ron and die Should it be fireman Die and Ron? I'm not sure. <laughs> how are you, team Good, right, how are you? I'm good, Die. Maybe I should ask you, should we put Die first and then Ron after that? I don't know. Just a thought. Oh no, no, no. No. <laughs> no leave it at <laughs> So you guys let well get clear, you're not full time travellers. That's right. We're we're part timers. We've been travelling for a
4: very long time, but on and off.
0: Yeah, lovely, lovely. And I do believe you've just you've been in a little bit of a TV series. What's up, down under? All part of the ECC team. Tell us what that was like, and where you travelled from, and what you took. Well, yeah, it was interesting. It was
4: called the trip of a lifetime, and it was promoted by Everything Caravan and Camping, and so we went in the competition to to have a go on the trip. Really and honestly, believing we had no chance because. We knew that they were after young influences, and
0: we are nowhere near young anymore. <laughs> I love that. I love. <laughs> I love your honesty, Ron. Die. You don't look a day over thirty, by the way. Uh, <laughs> oh. God. <laughs> well, I've got two daughters who are over that time. Oh, geez, Okay, oh, either do I. <laughs> I'm blushing now, Di. Anyway, where were we, Ron? Yeah, you won the call. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so we got in,
4: which was a real surprise, to be honest. Anyway, yeah. we thought what a great opportunity, though, because we were going to be travelling with, we knew, with a, a few young couples. So there was yeah. actually a young couple and two young families, which were all fa- fabulous people. Yeah. But um, the, the <laughs> probably the only downside, Scotty, was that we... We had to go south in winter, which is... That's
5: usually our destination, I can tell
4: you. So so we went down to... I started at Apollo Bay in Victoria. Yes. Which is absolutely beautiful. Oh,
5: that's a must for people to travel to. really worth it. It's spectacular.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Apollo Bay. I haven't been there. Yeah,
4: yeah, it's right down near Cape Otway. Anyway, yeah, so it opens out onto the Southern Ocean, which gives you an idea on how cold it could be.
0: Yeah, I can (laughs) imagine. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's beautiful. And we spent some time in the Otway Ranges. We did stuff like the tree tops, zip lining stuff. We did some mountain biking in the Otways on e-bikes, yep. which was great. But once again, it was raining and
0: cold and windy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sounds wonderful. But uh, yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. It's always a, a lot better than what it sounds at the moment. But you yeah. were down there. It and, was wonderful. Yeah, it was wonderful. But yeah. it was just a bit miserable. Yeah, oh, well, you get that. But, and I guess that's part of caravanning, isn't it? Everywhere you go yeah. is not going to be perfect, so it's what you make of it. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And look, we had a great time. <laughs> and with this trip, we did some stuff. like We went
4: up to Lake Fiennes, which is near Halls Gap in Victoria. Yeah. And that's beautiful wine country around there, a spectacular place. And we went to a lovely zoo, which the kids thoroughly enjoyed there. So that's a really... Good place for families, in yeah, particular, fantastic. around there. We went across into South Australia to Berry More Wine Country. <laughs> yes. and we went up to Mon-
5: Mungo Mungo, oh.
4: Mon- Lake Mungo National Park. The yeah, old Mungo, Mungo.
5: Mungo, how was that? Yeah, that was spectacular. Yeah. Absolutely, very yeah. eerie. It's, it's it's like another world. Honestly, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, there you go. And what did you? Where well, they've got the, the the Mungo Brush Man and, no, Mungo, Mungo, Man and, Mungo. Man and Mungo. Mungo Man and Mungo Woman. Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah. A- ancient, ancient remains. Yeah. Oh, they sound scary. I reckon I'd go right <laughs> as the Mungo Man. The... <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> and when when we're from there, did the journey continue? Yes. Well, we actually went while we we're
4: in in Berry. We did some we did some good stuff over there too. We, we did cruise. the riverboat cruise. That's right. Beautiful riverboat cruise on the Murray. Yeah, yeah. Which was great eventually across to Mildura, which is from where we went to Lake Mungo National Park, but we also did gliding in, in these fabulous glider planes. Oh, and,
0: no, I can not
4: believe that. Well, when we are in South Australia, that's right, at, sorry, at Berry, we did the hot lap in the Can-Am car. Oh, wow. It's oh, one of God. those dirt dirt racing cars that goes over the jumps and around the sharp oh. corners on a
0: track. So when you go, you strap yourselves in and hang on. Yeah, and the guy takes you for a lap, and, uh, and scream the whole way, and dice them the whole way. <laughs> I bet you, hey, Guy, no, Don't worry, oh. I, I would have screamed as well the whole way.
5: My God, that oh. yeah, terrifying! But Spectacular
0: the, trip, yeah. wonderful people,
4: yeah, and we did a lot of stuff we would never have done, honestly. So,
0: no, just God. to have the
4: opportunity to do that was well worth entering the competition.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And what van did you do it all in, if I can ask? What, what did you? Yeah, tell- they had easy trails. Easy yep. trail
4: were the uh, caravan sponsors for the for the trip, so. Yep. We had a full van I think it's one of their first full vans that they do because they've gone from just camper vans camper trailers up to now full vans yeah gotcha so yeah so the with the four of us that were traveling well actually there was four of us plus a motorcyclist oh. which is unbelievable.
0: Uh, yeah, a lot <laughs> but, of people uh, the, yeah a lot of people enjoy the motorcycle they get out and go to all the parks and do their tours yeah
4: yeah, yeah well the guy who came with us was Rob he's from a he has a, a, a channel called throttle down under Oh, okay. And he applied to go on, and, and through ECC he was demonstrating and using products that they sell that would be suitable for motorcycles. Yeah, so he had a two man, a two man tent and swag and all that sort of stuff, which he could put in his panniers. And he basically followed us around and or drove with us around on our trip. Oh, I bet
0: there wasn't an ashtray for a motorcycle. Isn't that an old joke? <laughs> 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 yeah, for using ashtray. Well, <laughs> yeah. So the rest of us have the easy trials yeah, yeah, no, good on you So as you said, you're not full-time travellers But you, you do it enough Is there somewhere you haven't been Whether anywhere in this country If you were given three or four weeks Off you go, you're in charge, die. Where would we go, Ron and Di Anywhere that's on that bucket list
5: Probably WA We haven't, we've been to the north part of WA But yep. we haven't been down the south And up to Margaret River And yes. just north there that is really a trip that I'm looking forward to.
0: Yeah, is, are you on board with that, Ron? Or have you got somewhere else you on your bucket list? No, we really
4: want to get there. We've done, I'd say, we've done pretty much. Well, not all of the country, but yeah. we've we've been to all the different directions around the country except for that southwest corner.
0: Yeah, lovely. And,
4: but we're very keen to get out of there. We want to spend some more time in Tassie. We've yeah. been down there once, yeah. but we want to spend a longer time down there. Yeah, yeah. nice. Definitely. And and then a lot of the other stuff. You know, when you travel, and I'm sure everyone listening has had this experience, but you travel and you go from point A to point B, and you drive past 20 things. Yeah. And you can't see everything. You're always missing something. Yeah. So I think part of the the pleasure in taking your time around some of these places is that you can actually do and stop and see all of those things that you might spend years driving past.
0: Yeah. Well, a few of the other influencers over the, over the weeks has mentioned that. Places they thought, oh, look, we'll pop in and just have a look. They stay for three days. So yeah. I reckon there's there's something yeah. in, in doing a trip where you could say, okay, when we went from A to B, let's do a trip, the two places that were in between there that we never went to. You, you could work out a little trip and probably go away for a month.
6: <laughs> you could.
0: And, and yeah. that's
4: the thing. If you've got the time, especially these people that are on the road full time, Yeah, they they really can't afford to do that. And they, they probably see more of the country than anybody. Yeah, it's just a matter of having the time and the ability to do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, before we let you go, team, travelling tips for the ones out there listening, the ECC family that are listening in and going, oh, I wonder, anything that you've learned over the years, just a simple, when it comes to getting away? Yeah, I
4: guess my big thing is tyre pressures and wheel nuts. I'm a bit of a nutty about that. I always relate this funny story. My ex-brother-in-law used to always say to me, don't forget to check your wheel nuts, don't forget to check the wheel nuts. And I became pretty obsessive about it. And then I heard some months later that his wheel had t- overtaken him one day. Oh, on the no. Road. I hope you didn't he ring him and say,
0: his oh, I hope you, <laughs> never, you didn't give it to him, did you, Ron, and say, did you check no, your would, wheel nuts? Now would I do that? Yes, you actually, by the sound of you, yes, you would. <laughs> but a good tip. And if you're on the road travelling, Ron, I guess before you leave every destination to head off, check them. Go for a quick walk around the van and the vehicle. Well, that's right, and and
4: see, I use my wheel brace to put the drop-down jacks down. I don't use a drill, so okay. I always use my wheel brace, and so because I've got my wheel brace in my hand, I just go around and just give them a quick feel, yeah. and
0: generally, you don't have to do anything. It's just reaffirming in your own mind that you know they're on tight. Yeah, exactly. It's all about peace of mind, isn't it? Hitting the road and knowing yeah. you, you did look at them, and Di, for you, anything, a little tip from your perspective that you think... Well, I usually just do all the inside
5: things, yeah. but I make sure, the, and it sounds silly, but I always sweep the floor just before I leave, because yep. that dirt is going to fly all around that <laughs> caravan yeah, yeah, like you nice. would believe, yep. and just you know, make sure all your windows are absolutely locked properly tight, not yep. half tight. Yep. And all wait. the doors, <laughs> like any sliding, we've got a slider into our bathroom, the bolts are up, it's all things like that. Make yeah. sure every cup is reinforced properly because little things like that you can miss because you're used to like being yeah. at home. It doesn't matter if it's not. But when yeah. you're driving down a bumpy road or yeah. up and down bumps and hills, things move around in a caravan. So, yeah. spot yeah. on.
0: Nice. A couple of good tips there. Yeah. So, team, if people do want to follow your travels or catch up with you, where can we chase you down and find you?
4: Well, we've got a, a, a Facebook page, Fireman Ron and Die, um, and also Instagram.
3: Yeah.
4: Our name fireman ron and die and we have a youtube channel under the same name again which has some unusual things on there but you'll even see
0: a video on there about us
4: teaching you how to clean roll up lines
0: there you go <laughs> nothing's too silly ron i love it fireman ron and die we can google that we'll find you hey thanks for the chat team and we'll probably catch up down the track a bit let's hope so scotty yeah that will be lovely thanks team Bye. Bye. <laughs> Okay, hope you're enjoying this. Our everything caravan and camping podcast, and as I say every week, people would swear I just love eating food, which I do. Catching up with Harry Fisher from Fire to Fork. How are you, mate? How's the West going? Going bloody beautifully. Really nice, uh, clear, cool day here. Yeah, yeah stunning. Yeah, right. standard West Coast weather. What about the new bub? How's that? Are you getting plenty of sleep? Is that fair to say and ask? I actually am getting a decent amount of sleep. My wife,
6: unfortunately, has the built-in feeding mechanism, so she doesn't get nearly as much as me.
0: Oh, bless her. Bless her, bless her. Hey, mate, uh, as per usual, people are just loving your recipes, your ideas, your thoughts on cooking on the road. A couple of questions, quickies, and they're pretty basic. People buying steak from a butcher, what, in your opinion, is the best cut and then the best way to cook a steak, whether it's medium well done, like my wife will have it like a rubber thong, but we want to hear from sure. the great Harry Fisher the best reasonably priced cut and how to cook it.
6: Sure. Okay. So the, I think the best value cut, and look, we all, everyone loves a scotch fillet or a ribeye. Yeah. You know, Same thing, depending on where you're from. And they are delicious, absolutely delicious, but they're bloody expensive. So yeah. I found a cut called a rump cap or a picanha, which is a, a it's has got a fat cap on it and it's really popular in Brazil. They call it the queen of steaks in Brazil. So what, was, what
0: is it, the punya, picunha Pânia. Or, or a rump cap. Yeah. You, I learn so much listening to you every week. <laughs> of rump cap, okay.
6: Yeah, and it that sounds weird. So you get the whole rump cap, you trim it up, or you can get your butcher steak, say I want it trimmed up like a Brazilian steak, Yeah, and they cut it with the grain. Now, this is what's weird. So when they cut it, you've got a whole rump, and they'll cut it with the grain, which is the exact opposite of what you should usually do.
0: Yeah. You
6: cook it, so you've got these big, fat, four centimetre thick steaks, you cook them like you would a normal steak, so you know start off on a lowish heat and then end with a really good sear. To the only correct way to cook steak which is medium rare.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: People are nodding. My, out my there, book actually me. doesn't even include. My book actually doesn't <laughs> even include how to cook a well done steak. It actually, I've got, have got the guide, and then it gets to well, well done, and it just says, I'd prefer not to help.
0: Because, because um, basically, nah. Harry, it just gets rid of the flavour, doesn't it? The medium rare, a little bit of pink—that's yeah. that, that, yeah. the flavour. Yeah, yeah, it's it's also it's not blood, it's juice. So yeah. it it's, it's that that
6: bit of pink is not gross blood. It's it's delicious. Yeah. But yeah, so what you do with this picanha is you, you, you cook it like you would know, a normal steak and then you slice it against the grain. So you've got these big yeah, pieces yeah. cut with the grain. Then you slice it exactly the opposite way and it comes out as tender as a filet mignon. It is phenomenal, but it's about
0: a quarter of the price. In yeah, a way. Is it silly to say yeah. now you're going to do a little quick recipe for a steak now or... Where are we oh, going to go? Think, I think it'd be rude not to. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> we, yeah, I want to hear about how hot we need the pan and why cooking over a fire is better than cooking at home on your oven with a steak. Yeah, Tell me sure. That. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Look, flavor-wise, I've
6: actually done side-by-side comparisons. I've used an induction cooker and a gas burner and different cast iron, spun yep. steel, straight on the fire, everything. But look, for me, it's over really hot coal on a grill is is just impossible to go past it in parts, a little bit of smoky flavor, but not, no, nothing acrid and, and gross. It, yep. Steak is very robust. So you can, it can get a bit of smoke. It can get a bit of char and all that kind of stuff. And it, it only does better, especially if you get it on the fat, fat just renders down really nicely. And the way I like to do it is called a reverse fear. So you chuck it on the hottest part of the fire, really, really hot, yep. uh, until, until it's got a fear all over it. Then you just pull it back. And let it to rest on a warm part of the fire. So you pull your grill away, pull whatever away and just let it rest for say five to 10 minutes. Depending on you know on your ambient temperature, yep. if it's freezing cold outside, you're probably going to want to do ten on a bit more heat until it feels right, you know. You, and you can don't don't be scared to cut into it or use a meat thermometer or whatever. Internal temperature you're looking for is about fifty five degrees, which sounds very low, but it that that's a perfectly medium well. medium rare steak, not medium yep. well. Yeah, yeah. And then I like to break that down with a little bit of an acidic sauce. So I I like to make a sauce called chimichurri, which is just. Dicing up some uh, parsley, some chilli, a bit of raw garlic, and then you chuck that in with some red wine vinegar or any kind of vinegar and a bit of olive oil oh, and yeah. stir it up, let it get to know each other for sort of 20 minutes, and then pour that over the top. So yeah. it just really cuts through any fat. It just complements the meat really well,
0: and it goes really well on a few roast potatoes on the side. Oh, a little roast potato. Stop it, Harry. I'm eating me fingers. I'm eating me fingers here. (laughs) Oh, Harry Fisher, absolute bloody legend, this man. Now, if you want to get hold of his book, Fire to Fork Adventure Cooking, you can get it online. It's pretty simple. You just need to get onto that computer, au. We'll chat next week. See you then, mate. Let's go. (laughs) Now, don't forget to head to the Everything Caravan and Camping podcast page at everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Sign up to the newsletter for your chance to win a $50 voucher to spend on the ECC Marketplace. Now, don't forget to catch up on all of our ECC episodes. Go to where you get your podcasts, or it's pretty simple. Head over to the website, everythingcaravancamping.com.au. <gasps> Well, there we go for another week. Absolute blast here. We're Everything Caravan and Camping podcast. Don't forget if you've got any questions, you want to raise an issue, you want a question for any of the people we talk to, we can do that easily. If you send us an email, podcast at everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Be safe out on the roads if you are travelling anywhere. See you next time. Let's go. They've got
2: everything. Everything Caravan and Camping. They've got everything.